0: you in the 06010. Fantasy, 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 Focus. Hello, and welcome into Fantasy Focus Football. It is Thursday, December 29th. Today's wow. show is presented by Geico. Switch so to Geico, see all the ways that you could save. Field reminded us right before we started the show this is our last Thursday night football what? show of the season. Three of us were really disappointed about that. Who do you think
1: was the one person that was like, I can't wait for the year to be over? <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I got oh, to...
2: Oh, it was Mike? That's just because I'm excited for the playoffs. Oh. Wow. I mean, playoffs? Playoffs?
1: Like, we're just yeah. trying to win a game. No,
2: no, I'm, re- I'm ready for the playoffs. Against the Bears no, this
1: weekend because we're the Lions. we got to oh win Oh, my that, gosh.
2: Too many backup quarterbacks playing right now. It's just, uh, just too Mike, many for teams some people, for the season. Like,
3: for the people who listen to the show... This is their playoffs. Oh, Ooh. yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> a good wow. point. You might a you that's okay. Might Mike was eliminated from that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Mike's not in any of his league anymore. As soon
0: as <laughs>
2: yeah. she said it, I was like, here it comes. There yeah. okay. we <laughs> go. Right. A lot of a stuff to be left. able to
0: get to today. We're going to talk about our Thursday night preview, as we always do. Dive into some news that happened yesterday, Field, and then a whole bunch of previews for yeah. our Week 17 slate. We will do the same thing on Friday. Oh, also our good friend Adam Schefter is going to stop by. He'll be here. That's right. Let's start with the news, though, as I Feel like this is a crazy thing that happened. <laughs> the Las Vegas Raiders
4: not and crazy. Josh McDaniels yeah, have real. decided yeah.
0: to bench Derek Carr for the final two games of the season in place of Jared Stidham. And now Jared Stidham is going to get to have his first NFL, well, not first NFL action, but first uh, start as the Raiders quarterback against Stefania's San Francisco yeah, 49ers. Welcome
3: to, I was going to say, welcome, the welcome to the league, kid.
0: Uh, I want to ask two different things about this field. Like One is just like a football aspect, but the other one is how it's going to
1: impact us for fantasy. So I want to start with fantasy first really
0: quickly. Yeah, that's, that's easy. Okay. Yeah,
1: I think that's, oh, I shouldn't say easy, but that part is what people are probably here, here for, for more than they are the minutia of his contract and why mm-hmm. they're doing this right now. I mean, all right. For all of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. So, Mike, why don't you handle the fantasy? I'll get into the football side Maybe, because if, you yeah. want me to
2: do the contract. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Yeah. You
1: can do that uh, next year during the playoffs okay. if your oh, team has made it. it. Yeah. Right, okay. okay. Got okay. It. Yeah. yeah.
2: He's. uh Well, I'll just say he'll be on another team next year. I, mean, I think that's it. That's to say, what. Right? He yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. 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 Uh, yes. Yes. So, uh, fantasy wise, I mean. Look, this is not an offense it has been great. They've been probably around average in They have been around average in offensive scoring this season. It's going to be a downgraded quarterback, right? I mean, Derek Carr might not be blocked, but he's a decent quarterback. (laughs) He's an average quarterback, we'll say, an average starting quarterback. Uh, Jared Sinem is not, right? There's a reason he's a backup in this league in his 61 pass attempts. And in the small body of work that we've seen, it hasn't been good. He's completed about half of his passes, 5.6 yards per attempt. It has not been good so far. So there's reasons for concern here that this is going to be a really inefficient game. I think the only thing you have going for you from a fantasy perspective is they are playing the Niners who they can't, nobody can run on them. They're going to have to throw <laughs> the football a lot. So maybe you get 40 pass attempts out at of Stidham and it have, saves Devontae Adams, but did I'm Did you I'm hear
3: Kyle Shanahan's comments when asked about this quarterback Oh, change? dang it. I was supposed to
0: kiss you guys before we started the show today and I totally forgot.
3: Okay. That's awkward anyway. and weird, and I know what that there's is context in that probably to, would be it helpful, would be to helpful add, but, uh... but we're not going to talk. <laughs> I want to talk about Cal Shanahan's comments when asked about Jared Stidham. Okay, sure, in. those
0: comments are because,
3: good because uh, they were asking if he, they, he was familiar with him because of seeing him in the Senior Bowl, and he says, "Yeah, we've seen him in the Senior Bowl, but he's also played a little bit, so mm-hmm. we've had a chance." And he said he's got an arm; he can throw the ball like Derek Carr. He's like, but he hasn't been out there a lot, and so that I think his quote was. Uh, Hopefully, we'll confuse him, and we'll make it tough on him. I mean, mm-hmm. this is going to be a field day in scheming it up for mm. Jared Stidham. So, while I appreciate your point that they can, you know, the secondary can be had, I, I, I think the Forty ers have the advantage. I'm here. not even
2: saying that. I think it'll be inefficient. I just think you might have to throw it a lot because they're trailing oh, the niners, to to niners, and you can't run the ball against yeah. the Niners. So, Player there's a lot niners of third and longs. And, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think the good news for the for the Raider skill players that you care about is that none of them are on the fringe none of them were on the fringe yeah, prior yeah. to this, right? Mm-hmm. Like if we had a running back who was like normally RB 23 or something, how much would it impact things? Or if we had a wide receiver, maybe more appropriately, if we had a wide receiver who was like, Hey, you know, he, he's like wide receiver 31 on average. Does this mean that he goes from wide receiver 31 to wide receiver 37? where all of a sudden you're like, all right, I'm not playing him, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's out. I think, you know, Devonte Adams is Devonte Adams. I know he hasn't been Devonte Adams of late, but He's so high up our wide receiver rankings that oh, yeah. even if he took a nosedive, relatively speaking, mm-hmm. he nosedives from like wide receiver five to like wide receiver ten. Well, in spite of that, too, if you're Jared Stidham, I know where I'm at least if I'm Jared Stidham, right. I know where it's, I'm gonna throw the ball. I'm gonna force
0: feed it to Devontae. Yeah, Adams, number
1: 17, hopefully. throw it to him. Yeah. And like you want him to get over the fact that his best friend on the team has been benched Absolutely. and sort of like sequestered into obscurity. Throw it to him as many times as possible. So it wouldn't surprise any of us, by the way, if we see a massive target share for Devontae Adams. Think of it like this. Trace McSorley, who I think is an inferior thrower of the ball to Jared Siddham, and I'm not saying it's by a dramatic mm-hmm. amount, but still, Siddham, a mm-hmm. more well-known passer in his college days than McSorley was. He just gave De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins 10 targets this past Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And he caught. Now, he got one of them, Mike, yeah, yeah. So, but still, the <laughs> point is well. that like, yes. if I told you Would you roll the dice with 10 targets for Devontae Adams? You probably would roll the dice in your championship matchup. So how
3: about Devontae Adams though? Like he made a decision to go to Vegas. Because Mm -hmm. it's a weird so there are a
1: lot of things that are weird about this. Everybody knows that probably has been reminded in the past 18 or so hours that Derek Carr did sign an extension this offseason with the Raiders, three years up to 121.5 million dollars. As always in the NFL, the devil's in the details, right? And the details are that basically he got a $5 million raise for 2022 and a we'll see beyond this season. We will very much see beyond this season. I think a reasonable person would be betting that Derek Carr... Is not going to be back next year, and that's part of the reason why they are benching him now. Separated apart harm's from the way, fact, right? exactly, because if he is unable to pass a physical on the third day of the waiver period, and this is where the real nerd is coming out here. Yeah. Waiver yeah. period refers to the day after the Super Bowl mm-hmm. is over and subsequent days beyond that. So the third day will be Wednesday after the Super Bowl. If he can't pass a physical, the Raiders are on the hook for a whole boatload of money. Mm-hmm. So. Basically, the Raiders are protecting themselves from Derek Carr getting hurt in these final two weeks and then being tethered to Derek Carr, at least financially, going into next season. It sure seems like a trade or a release. Mm-hmm. I think a trade probably, like, that. that's their preference, obviously. Does he, so they, trade uh, he nope. does have a no-trade clause? He does have it. its he has some protection over mm-hmm. where he protection. goes beyond okay. this, so um, it'll be. A, I don't think they're gonna, you know, send Derek Carr to the moon this offseason. He'll have some influence, I would think, and I think that as we are uh, getting ready for the offseason to begin for what 18 of the 32 teams in what 10 days from right now. Yep. Expect another, I would say, very notable quarterback carousel this offseason, mm-hmm. like we saw this past year. But it's a move that the Raiders felt like they had to make. It's a bigger picture move than it is a smaller picture move. Even if Derek Carr has been struggling, I can guarantee you that the Raiders are a better team with Derek Carr on the field than they are with him off the field. The line moved by three and a half points yesterday for those that keep track of such things. San Francisco is very much in control of this game on paper. We'll see what happens on Sunday. But for fantasy purposes, I don't think it really moves the needle that much. I really wouldn't want any part of Hunter Renfro, whether it was Mm -hmm. Derek Carr or Jared Stidham on Sunday. But with Stidham starting, probably only lowers the value of Hunter Renfro. We did have a nice game last week in the first half, but things really bottom out for that offense in the second
2: half. Yeah, I agree. I just, Devontae Adams, you're still starting. Josh Jacobs, we're downgrading a lot and still starting. And I'm worried that he'll be more in it. Maybe they took longer look at Zamir White, something like that. But yep. Renfro, you're not playing. Matt Collins, you're not playing. And honestly, Darren Waller, more of a tight end too, I think. I'm not necessarily he's, locking him. I and mean, he's fine. I mean, yeah. if you,
1: he's a borderline on option. My board yeah, he, right
2: uh, very close as well. So I, he's Gosh. not a must start for sure. Gosh,
0: what a crazy thing. I cannot wait for the offseason. We're going to have a lot of fun conversations about where, where do we want to see Derek Carr go? Where would he yeah, be best? Be Just all of
1: these guys. There's going to be yeah. a lot of fun free agent stuff to be able to talk about. So we're coming Today. every week during the, every week during the off season. That's so, right. Which, by the way, are. that starts next week. We have next week. We do one show, which is a part because of the off season and part because of the fact that it's the new year and all that. So we'll be back next Friday. That's after right. Tomorrow show on Friday. All right. Thursday night preview. Game, game. Now, when you we say game. Are you previewing the preseason game? At least that the Titans are playing tonight. It's really <laughs> nice or is this A regular season. This game? is tough. It feels sort of like the Hall of Fame game is what
0: I'm watching here. It's gonna be I'm
2: like the Eagles Cowboys Week 18 last year. Remember right? yeah. the Cowboys got the back all the Eagles backups and it was yeah. really close in the first quarter and then the you know like Dak threw like five touchdowns or right. something? Yeah, that's like is. this. Gonna that's like They get yeah. one of these every year. By yeah. the way, I
1: screwed up. Thursday next week, not yeah. Friday. My bad. I'm an idiot. Uh, which line which line people of already knew. So no. Stop it. No, I It's okay. Oh. I, was,
0: I the think well, I <laughs>
3: nobody would retain it. <laughs> the yeah. mics, no the mics are on. The mics are on.
0: Mike. Lineup <laughs> locks include Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott, and C.D. Lamb. Stefania, though, we've got injuries on both sides of the ball. I'm going to ask you, what a fantasy managers need to know for Thursday Night Football? Uh,
3: well, the Derrick Henry one is the easiest place to start because he's doubtful. And I don't think you're going to see Derrick Henry play. We're already talking about why this game is maybe not going to matter for Tennessee, that next week against Jacksonville is the game that really matters in terms of what their status is for the playoffs. So. So Derrick Henry dealing with a hip issue. And even though he said I'll, he kind of gave the pat answer talking to reporters, I'll, I'll do whatever whatever they ask me to do, I'll do. Sounds like Derrick Henry uh, with a doubtful tag. You never see guys go. He's not going to play. And then Tony Pollard is uh, listed as questionable. The report from Ed Werder that they're going to, you know, he's traveling to Nashville. They're going to work him out pregame and make a decision at that point. But we already talked yesterday about how we're, just not confident that Tony Pollard's going to play. And even if he did, it'd be a very limited amount of work. Uh, we shall see, but it's not looking great.
1: Are we still 0 for Doubtfuls playing this year? Unless you can think of one off the top of your head. I
3: can't think of one off the top All of my right, head. So
1: new rule is like if a reporter like four hours before the game tonight says like Derek Henry won't play per source we can say your source is common knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. It's common yeah. sense, yeah. Right? That's right? Yeah. 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 That's yeah. all so right that. now. Yeah. And I go on the record? Yeah. Can we, <laughs> we turn to Mike Clay first? First. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mike Clay first? Mike Clay says he won't play it tonight. Four have, hours. I,
3: I don't want to jinx it, but yeah. It's usually. The thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's I'm just saying, so like, yeah. if, if if we're o for this season and yeah. he breaks the streak, like, or he keeps the heaps of streak alive. like
3: It'd be one of those things where people would come back and look at Mike Rabel, like, why was he listed as doubtful? Sure. Nobody wants to invite that scrutiny. Nobody right wants yeah. And so by the so way,
1: it, it, it looks like the Titans are saying this week, if we win next week, yeah, we're in. Yeah. And yes, there are some very distant scenarios where the Titans could lose next week and still make the playoff or have some sort of wild card opportunity if they win tonight and lose next week. Those scenarios are so minuscule that it sure seems like Mike Vrabel is saying, essentially, this game means nothing. So mm-hmm. let's get Derrick Henry, the big dog. And by the way, a ton of defensive starters, including exactly. their best defensive player in Jeffrey Simmons, yep. also healthy between guys that are out and guys that are banged up. It's going to be a skeleton crew for this Titans defense tonight.
2: It's their top two edge rushers, top two off-ball linebackers, their <laughs> top corner, their top safety and their top interior defensive linemen. Oh Other than God, that, like right? Other cor- than all, that, yeah. yeah. And they're not great. to mention, they have like eight guys on IR. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I mean, it, the defense is... And by, and by the way, like... It's not like they're just healthy scratching guys. All these guys are were questionable, Coach, right? You know, I mean yeah, they're really all hurt, they're yeah. all hurt, so they're trying to get healthy for next week. If this game was more meaningful and, and more meaningful and maybe they're playing Jacksonville this week and Henry was feeling a little better today, maybe then. But there's really no motivation for them to play Henry and not, you know, right. near hundred percent. So, so it doesn't make any sense.
0: When you look at this, understanding that so much of their defense is is not playing this week, mm-hmm. how are you ranking Dak Prescott? Because I've watched Dak Prescott be a lot of ups and downs so far this year. Great last week, though. Last week, he was QB1, which was mm -hmm. fantastic. Now, I I feel like I'm looking at it. My rankings, I have him as quarterback 15. I think that's too low, knowing that the Titans are going to be without so many defensive starters
2: yeah if he busts it's going to be because they just scored three rushing touchdowns or he threw one and they ran into which they do a lot obviously yeah. run heavy team they're gonna be able to throw the ball and then he doesn't do much the rest of the game and maybe doesn't play a lot of the second half and that's, that's a correct. real risk yeah. in a game where they're you know what 12 to, is, it, is it still 12 and a half or is it up higher now 12 and a half as of right is that now the new line right I mean that can continue to uh to change uh, we'll see but Look, I have Dak at 9. You know, if this was a game where we thought it'd be more competitive, we might have him higher because he might have to throw more. That's just the concern here. He's been adding value with his legs. He's scoring a lot of touchdowns, three total touchdowns in four of his last five games. And the Titans, really, they've been pretty good against the run. It's a pass where they've been horrific this season. So uh, there's a couple things to weigh here. I think he's a mid to back end QB one. I think that's safely where he belongs.
1: And I think I will add one thing. Stefania mentioned Tony Pollard's health. If Pollard is out, then that just means like slightly less likely that near the goal line, a Cowboys running back is going to run the ball in. Mm -hmm. Yes. Zeke will get his and Zeke will be very productive tonight. We think, but Zeke has also benefited on occasion this year in drives in which Tony Pollard does the leg work and then they get the ball to the goal line. It's like, all right, Zeke Mm -hmm. you're in. If Zeke has to do the leg work, He's going to be more tired might mean the Cowboys are slightly more prone to throw the football from goal to go situations tonight, which would be a good thing for Dak's value this evening. I think you would take the
0: shot if if you knew that Dallas was going to score thirty five you would hope that even if Dak gets pulled at halftime, he was a part of helping them get to that point, which is <laughs> yeah, which part of that, yeah. but. <laughs> you
1: Usually when a guy gets pulled at halftime, it's like, it's been such a monster performance. It happened with Tua against the Texans uh-huh. a while yeah, back yeah, yeah. where it was like, yeah, he got pulled, but he put up like three touchdowns and 215 yards. Right. Yeah, the,
2: the Cowboys are just such a, an odd situation though, right? It's I mean, like they've scored, it, four, yeah. what, three plus touchdowns, averaging like four and a half touchdowns since Dak came back. And Dak has two finishes better than eight. Yeah, crazy. Like you would think with all yeah. them touchdowns, but if they're all like Zeke scored in eight straight games, right. Tony Pollard has 10 touchdowns in his last like eight games. I mean, they right.
3: maybe are those running too. a balanced offense. That is what they, they wanted yeah. to do. Tony and Pollard, it's, though, yeah. Mike.
1: If he's out, certainly. Right. And we'll ask you after you. He, he sounds like his thoughts will align with Stefania's, but uh, we'll, uh, it, we'll get further context about how likely it is that he plays tonight. When you look at this with, Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz has been terribly
0: vexing and really frustrating for me because I feel vexing. like... Vexing.
3: Great yeah. work. Vexing mm-hmm. made the podcast yeah, vexing.
0: Vexing. vexing. Oh, he came back from after his injury. He started out and he, he looked really nice. But these last couple of games, he's under 50 receiving yards in five of his last six. He has not been a top
1: 15 tight end in three of his last <laughs> four <laughs> You know it's yep. funny, though, is that, like, how many tight ends have been over 50 yeah. receiving yards in, like, <laughs> at least two of their past six games? Even like, good tight ends are, five? like, 34 yards a yeah. game. A game right. yeah. Yeah. That's tough. Five are of you, them? Right? How are you looking
0: uh, at—I mean, I've got Dalton Schultz
1: outside my top 12 just because of that, but— how are you looking at Dalton Schultz this week Field? Yeah, I'm looking at him like he is not Travis Kelsey, <laughs> nor is he Evan Ingram or George Kittle or TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson yeah. How's that? Yeah, that's how, how I'm looking at him. Yeah, I'm darts. taking a dart. I'm going to throw it at Mike's garage because mm-hmm. he said some disparaging things about me earlier on in the podcast. I hope that it lands just on this tiny little sliver that says like 25 fantasy points on his... He actually has stickers on the outside of his oh, garage. garage that just, say that. I was
2: going to say, why are you throwing darts in my garage? Yeah. It's a super <laughs> random thing to do. Well, it would just I'd hit wanna, the side of the garage and fall to the ground. I don't, right. I, I
1: don't want to throw it at your dartboard because that would like... That's like... A dartboard is intended it's to be thrown at, for, right? Okay. Like I'm yeah. trying to damage your house because you disparage With my name. We didn't go all the way the to dart. eggs. We used darts. The
3: dart. darts Yeah. It's really a lot of damage. I prefer
2: I prefer darts to... Eggs, eggs. Okay, fine. I I'll throw away. Dart's just going to hit the wall and fall to the ground, and then I'll just pick it up and put it in the garbage. <laughs> okay, and that's fine. I'm wow. going to throw eggs at your house, this is,
1: and then
4: throw darts at your I house done. later. Really, too. really quickly. Really, I know this is not gone. Is
0: there anybody the way I thought it would. anybody on? Just speaking of dart throws, that you're even thinking about starting from the Titans tonight?
2: Titan, no, no, no. no. no birds, right. no woods, no Conquo, <laughs> no, none of the. By the way, we didn't mention this, but the backup running backs Ashan are going to be Asan Askins, day three draft pick, and Julius Chestnut. They're both big backs. Haskins at times is filled in for Dontrell Hilliard and like the passing down work. So I think they'll probably split carries. Could split goal line work. They're both big backs. There'll be a and practice
1: squad call-up tonight too?
2: Yeah, it's um, Jonathan Ward. Yeah, Jonathan Ward would be the next. Former, guy. He He get a few snaps yeah. too. Yeah, um, Former Cardinal. And uh, I think Haskins will get the lean in passing situation. So maybe he gets three targets, but... RB38 um, is where I have him. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're not... I, I, I'm sure people are wondering, can we pick up Haskins and plug great, him in? I think great. the answer is no. You want to avoid that.
0: Yep. With you on that. All right. That's it for Thursday Night Football. Pick let's, the game. Let's wow. move. Oh, uh, do you want to pick the game? All right. Like I'll take the, the Cowboys. Doing,
3: you. Yeah. I'm going go to <laughs> <laughs> go out on a limb and take the Cowboys. That's
2: 28-15 Dallas, <laughs> and that feels too, That's a huge yeah, I know. gap for you, I feel I like. That is for me. Yeah, And, and, and I mean, also, that's about no, the line. no
3: decimals. Very disappointing. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's Kyle's
2: fault. Totally he put the <laughs> score. He, he found my score <laughs> for me and did wow. the decimals wow. wow. I'm going to throw him right under the bus. That's amazing. Yeah, you I don't want to say, wow. a decimals fan.
1: I what, do I do, what am I doing that work for?
3: <laughs> oh, I was saying the Cowboys.
1: 30 13 was... Cowboys. Um, that sounds. Does anybody right. want to board bet me? Like Malik Willis has <laughs> yet to surpass 100 passing yards in his wow. three starts. 100. Does anybody think he'll go over 100? Yes, I do. You do? I think
2: he gets there. I think it's going to be a lot of garbage time. I do and
1: too, I too think which is a bummer, him. but man. Okay, yeah.
2: so you think you'd take it? I would definitely take over. What about 150? What
0: about you're no. going to, get to 150? Mm-hmm.
2: I don't think so. 125? Why are you trying to mess this up for me? Uh, <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I'm just saying. I want 99 I and a half. Like can we? Yeah. Can we
1: uh, no, no, no. Whatever. We can do a board bet for 100. I don't care. Whatever. I don't but care either. It'll be fun to watch. Yeah. Be, be something to be invest a, He'll get like 102 nah. in the last play That'll of the game. be the yeah. thing to watch <laughs> for yeah. from
2: the Titans. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. I say Malik Willis throws for under 100 passing yards tonight.
2: I say Malik will throws for over 100 passing yards, or over or equal 100 passing yards. God, can, I'm taking this maestro. Said,
4: there there are, so are no decimals in football, Mike. Like, All right, if he throws no. for
2: 100, Daniel wins. There we go. <laughs>
4: Put it on the board. Put it on the
3: board. Put it on we the board. We tried. Off the board is terrible. Stefan, you're oh, <laughs> oh, so please. bad. That was so bad. such a poorly executed It was really bad. bad. It was really With not going to be. No. See, well, the
2: math in my head was not computing, as I was saying. I was like, well, what about 100? It just messed me up.
1: 50 bucks would be foundation if he throws for over 100.
0: All right, okay. <clears throat> let's talk game That's... previews for Sunday. We're going to start with the Redbirds at the Blackbirds. Cardinals at Falcons. <laughs> Lineup blocks include James Conner and DeAndre Hopkins. Stefania, we have some injury updates, though, on the quarterback situation.
3: Yeah, it's going to be Colt McCoy. Trace McSorley, mm-hmm. thank you very much. But Colt McCoy fully practicing, and he will be back under center. Obviously, Kyler Murray's done for the year.
0: Okay. So with Kyler Murray being done for the year, Colt McCoy back under center. Mike, when you look at these Cardinals pass catchers, how are mm-hmm. you breaking the down with DeAndre Hopkins and Hollywood Brown?
2: Yeah. So I uh, covered this little in receiver corner this week. I think AJ Terrell will shadow DeAndre Hopkins. It's not a major concern. Terrell was awesome last year. Uh, he's been up and down this year, but they've asked him to shadow number ones at times. Okay. DK Metcalf, Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, Jamar Chase, Terry McLaurin, among others. So uh, Hopkins lines up on the perimeter about 70% of the time. I think Terrell will be on him. He's coming off a rough game, one catch on 10 targets, but Colt McCoy likes throwing his way. We've seen that so far this season, so not super concerned about that. The Falcons, though, fewest fantasy points to receivers over the last eight weeks and the fewest to the perimeter. So they have, you know, some of that's game script related, but they've cracked down a little bit. So this just makes me maybe a little bit nervous, but... You're starting DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe, Still you DeAndre avoid Hopkins. Maybe DFS, you step away from him, go another direction, but sure. not not too worried about it in season long.
0: Yeah, he's been so great for you in the volume that he's yeah, been getting. It's hard to sure. be able to go away from. So, Field, on the other side of the football, I want to talk about Tyler Algier because he is the rookie that really seems
1: to matter for this Falcons offense right now. He just continues to crush. Just like we suspected. Over the past two weeks, he has nearly two hundred and fifteen rushing yards. He's been so good. Corderell Patterson is now campaigning for him to be in the offensive rookie of the year conversation. I'm not sure I go quite quite that, that far, funny, yeah. but still, nearly uh forty fantasy points over the past two weeks. He has been RB eight over these past two weeks. And what I think we are seeing is that A, he's getting way more opportunity. Yeah. B, he's getting Some passing game work as well, as he actually had four catches last week, which is good. So if you sprinkle in two to four targets for Tyler Algier, plus 15 to 20 carries for Tyler Algier, I think he slots in as a reasonable flex option against a Cardinals defense that I think is okay against the run. I think, I, you know, whatever. That doesn't scare me as a matchup. And I don't, I don't think game strip's going to be a problem either. I think the Falcons will be able to run the football a lot. They can follow the formula that led them to be in like five and five at one point during this season.
2: Yeah, Arizona, and they, they've really struggled against the run the last couple of weeks, 30-plus points to Denver and Bucks running back. So they've oh, actually yeah. had the fourth most fantasy points to running backs now. There you so go. good, good matchup. And okay. by the way, sometimes... Yeah, there you go. Sometimes like Better matchup than I realized. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes these like young guys will have a couple of fluke games. They'll be like, you know what? The volume's not there. You want to slow down a little yeah. bit. I'm buying it on Algier, right? Sure. I'm really high on him. First of all, I love his profile coming in. He was a really interesting sleeper Atlanta found, and he looks like the real deal. But career highs in snap share, carries in targets last week. The week before, career highs in rushing yards and fantasy points. This is two weeks in a row. The volume's yeah. going up. 18-plus touches in back-to-back games. A good matchup. He's, I mean, 22nd. I mean, this is the highest we've had him all season. You're probably starting him.
1: 5 and 10. If they're looking towards the future, it would be smart to get him plenty of opportunity down the yeah, stretch to right. see whether or not he is the real deal for them going forward. And it certainly seems like he is on that track.
0: You know mm-hmm. who else needs to get plenty of opportunity down the stretch here in order to see what they have going forward? Drake London. Yeah. He's been Drake good. London, been wide great. receiver 22 over the last month. Here's the question, though. Wide receiver 22. He's got Desmond Ritter under center over the last month. Yeah. How do you trust him here in a playoff matchup in spite of how good he has been over the last little bit? Because this Falcons offense, the passing offense, doesn't inspire a lot of confidence in spite of the target share that he's Mm -hmm. been getting.
1: I'd say that you trust him only in a flex option in a deeper league. That's probably the only circumstances in which you are actually in the championship and wondering whether you should be playing Drake London or not. But I think the upside is that it's finally a reasonable matchup for Desmond Ritter under center. And they might actually score a touchdown because they've been playing either in bad matchups or in ridiculous weather last week where the passing game was virtually a non-factor. Touchdowns do concern me as they have, I believe, just one offensive touchdown so far with Desmond Ritter. I don't think any passing touchdowns with Desmond Ritter uh, since he took over as the starter. And I think Ritter's a ways away, right? I think that's pretty clear. I still imagine that Atlanta will be in the quarterback market this upcoming draft or at least this offseason. So um, Desmond Ritter... Uh, not quite uh, the prolific passer we th- some maybe hoped he could be right out of the gates, but I have Drake London as a low end wide fly- mm-hmm. receiver, thirty eight. Agreed. Stefania
0: over under point seven five sacks for JJ Watt in his final game.
2: His, his final game.
3: Well, I mean, he's saying he's retiring. Yeah.
2: So, you're saying we're talking week 18 then?
3: Oh, sorry, this is week 17. Uh, yeah, you know, doing, I mean, I thought there was something. I, I no, didn't know where he me. was well, going you with know that. What? I'm just got, ahead got of it. thinking, Daniel, and I know Mike a is, is going
0: to
1: laugh at this, but not that JJ Watt, he's made so much money. I'm sure like a couple extra, 100000 or whatever. But it feels good oh, to to he feels Oh, he's looking up the contract and incentives. incentives. He does have an incentive sitting around the corner here. He can get with another half sack, he would make himself an extra $100,000, which.
3: Oh, that's a, that's not nothing. I've no. also that's found not this nothing. that like,
1: no matter how much money you have, people love to make more money. Oh
3: yeah, of course, it's human nature, right? Yeah. So 100k, I'd
1: want 100k with a half million, half a sack. So.
0: Oh, it's also cool because you get it after doing something really good, like stacking. Yeah, Also oh, you, you know, simple.
3: you want to go out. G White wants to go out on top. He doesn't want to go out, you know, quietly. So no, you're right. Yeah. Let me take the over. Okay. And then we can revisit and we'll it revisit again the next week yeah. All right. Yeah. That
0: sounds fair. All right. Let's move ahead. We'll talk Bears at Lions for our next game. Lineup blocks for this one include Justin Fields, David Montgomery, and Amon Ross, St. Brown. Stefania do want to ask you about Chase Claypool as a pass catcher for Justin Fields. Yeah,
3: still not practicing. Obviously, we only have one day's worth of practice under our belts here with the injury reports. But he hasn't played since week 13 because of this knee injury that he's been dealing with. So uh, unless we see some turnaround, I think by today, I'm going to be really nervous about him coming back this week. Um I wanted to talk about Justin Fields briefly, too, because even though he's been back and healthy, I thought something he said, you know, we're always looking for these, um, or we, meaning me, mm-hmm. uh, nuances of when players talk about injuries and sort of to, to make it make sense for fantasy managers uh, why something might impact a player. So you remember Justin Fields hurt his shoulder, yep. his non-throwing shoulder, and he was talking about... Um, the you know the fact that he people were asking how he how he's doing playing through it if it's still painful the reporters were asking, and he said you know there's still some, but he talked about the fact that it still hurts when he runs, um, and he has to really explode for like that's when he would feel it the mm. most and I think people think what well, shoulder if it's, if you're a thrower like that's when it bothers you but they forget like when you have an injury to your shoulder, it can actually affect you when you're running. And as a running quarterback, that's actually a big deal because he felt like if he ran really hard, he couldn't run as hard as he wanted to because when you move your arms when you run, right? So you're moving your shoulder and just... I thought that was an interesting nugget for people to think about when you're wondering about, like, why would a uh, a quarterback who has a shoulder injury be limited at all in rushing yards coming off of that? Yeah. Well, there's there's your reason. There's so I, remind me to bring that up again next time we have a, a quarterback with a shoulder. At We could be talking about it with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, um, absolutely. So.
0: Okay. That's something at least to be able to keep in mind as a part of this. We love Justin Fields, have him starting against the Lions this week. Yeah, he'll be okay. But, I mean,
3: that but was more like to context. me I was like that's insightful and Absolutely. I think it's helpful to know.
0: I think that I would like to say, I think Jared Goff could at least be in the conversation for a lineup lock. I'm the lowest on him at quarterback nine, but as a home quarterback, he's scoring over 21 points per game. And so I'm Why looking Why do you at him. hate him?
3: Why do you hate Jared I, Goff? I don't hate Jared Goff.
0: I do. I think it's an emotional hedge on my part. I think that's what it is. Yeah,
1: he's been tremendous though. Past four weeks, he's got a top four finish in three of them. He's coming off of his best road game of the season. Yep. It's a good opportunity against Chicago. We discussed this yesterday on the pod. Mike reminded the masses that that while the raw numbers against the Bears in the passing game don't look so good, it actually is a much more favorable outlook when you break it down on a per-play basis. And basically since Justin Fields' rise took over, they have been scoring a lot more points and allowing a lot more points. The game has not been nearly as slow for Chicago. So Mike and I both have him in the top seven for quarterbacks, the best streaming option available by far, the best replacement for someone like Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts if he is out, if we don't have... To a by this week, which it certainly sounds like we won't, as they said yesterday. Teddy Bridgewater is going to proceed as the starter. So, if you can get your hands on Jared Goff, no problem starting him in this cushy spot this weekend.
2: Yeah, just to put a bow on the matchup. Over the past four weeks, the Bears have allowed the most fantasy points. To that seems bad. Right? yeah seems bad. Wow. And up or good top, for Jared Goff? Yeah, top two perimeter corners on IR. Yeah, not so good. It's just getting worse yeah, and, and worse. They're claiming
1: so. players and signing guys to the uh, to the practice squad right now mm-hmm. in Chicago. It's mm-hmm. a uh, get to the finish line for that secondary. Right. Sure. Yeah. When we're looking at these Lions running backs, good luck. It's
0: it's been real tough. Here's the thing: since Week 12, this I think is a really good note. Since Week 12, only once has a Detroit Lions running back scored over 12 and a half fantasy points.
1: I'll I'll make this one quick, and I'm sorry to interrupt here, Mike. But like, if you are playing a Lions running back, Mm -hmm. you are succeeding only if you get lucky. That's it. If Jamal Williams finds the end zone a couple of times, which maybe they move the football effectively, and he can, but as Mike has told you a million times, what's the upside with Jamal Williams? He can score a touchdown and still get you only 10.9 fantasy points. And then with DeAndre Swift, he could find the end zone once or twice this weekend. I have no doubt about that. Like, he's super talented, right? And he did play way more snaps than Jamal Williams last week. But how many opportunities has DeAndre Swift had this year where he's played a bunch of snaps and returned less than 10 fantasy points? The answer is a lot.
2: Yeah, uh, I will say this. I mean, DeAndre Swift, I have 23rd, you have 25th, Daniel 23rd. I mean, he's the guy people I think are going to make a decision on, right? He's a close call this week. So uh, last week he did play 56% of the snaps. That was his highest since week one, right? So you could look at that as a positive or you could look at it as maybe he goes back down to 35% this week. It wasn't a heavy
1: number of snaps for them last week, which might have been part of it as well, right? Like they were, they allowed so many rushing yards that they barely had the ball. Right. Um, But yeah, and, and they also were throwing it a ton.
2: Yeah. And I'm with you. Uh, I mean, he's been over 12 and a half fantasy points in one of his last eight games. I mean, it just That's hasn't saying, happened. You're going to yes. have to get lucky. It you're is gonna it's get tough lucky. for sure. I mean, yep. even if you do like to your point, though, even mm-hmm. if he does find the end zone once, he might not get there. He might have 13 or yep. 12. You know, it just hasn't happened. So it is a good matchup, though. Bears fifth most fantasy points of running backs and the second most touchdowns as well. I think he's borderline. I think he's. I think he's borderline. I, I don't know how many Swift teams are still left. You know, if you took him in yeah. round two, he might not be sitting around. I Probably really you are. Feel, but uh, I mean, I've got a big
1: consolation a post- matchup with the under Swifts uh, in it. Yeah. Um,
0: I'll tell um, you what, it's really tough because this is one of those situations where. DeAndre Swift is a really talented player, but not getting enough usage. And this is one of those, and I don't know how to quantify this, but I look at this as a a win-or-go-home game for the Detroit Lions. They've got to win out in order to be able to make the playoffs. So they need to bring it each of the next two weeks. DeAndre Swift has to be a big part of that. But we'll see how much the Lions decide to utilize him. That's been one of the hard parts. I'm I'm
2: curious to see what happens in the offseason. Could he be a surprise trade guy? Mm. You know, like it's just... I think about hard knocks and like how yes. Deuce Daly was just wasn't all in on him. It didn't I, seem it's, like. It's so know, he, funny
3: that you brought that up because I've been thinking about that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of in the back of your mind all season. He kept saying he wanted to see if he could be that guy, yeah. you know, and, and just yeah. – uh, don't think so.
1: Yeah, I'm with you, Mike. And it's fine. I think it's a very interesting subplot to watch. Mm-hmm. One more guy,
0: really quickly, Cole Kmet. I think you can start Cole Kmet against this Lions defense. Basically, the only other Bears that you can start other than yeah, David Montgomery sure. or Justin yeah. Fields.
2: His best game of the season was weekend yeah. against the Detroit Lions, four Thanks, for Mike. seventy-four and two touchdowns and seven targets. The Lions most touchdowns allowed to tight ends this season as well, and that's what you want from your tight end, oh, right? Great. Especially these borderline guys like Travis Kelsey could survive without a touchdown. Like very few others can. Yeah, right. this might be a week touchdown where, where, in a month. Yeah, Komet may find the end zone in this one, so I, I like him. I think he's a good, a solid tight end. One.
0: All right, knowing that Travis Kelsey has not scored a touchdown in a month, let's go ahead and talk Broncos at Chiefs. Is he still a lineup lock? <laughs> hmm, tough call. Yes, he <laughs> yeah. is. Jerry Judy, Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey still are lineup locks. No, Russell All three Wilson them there. Russell <laughs> Wilson is a tough one, one. Been Are we going nice. to have Russell Wilson Whoops. under
1: center this week? He will start. He uh, will Jerry start. Rosberg, the interim head coach. By the way, we have two interim, uh, two out of the three interim head coaches for teams right now. We weren't even on the staff no, at the beginning of the year. This gosh. is the
3: guy who was hired to help yeah. make the decisions. Yeah, the right? in game management in-game guy. In game management.
1: Now the head coach. Just chaos. Is
2: this like the wow. new thing now? You're just There's a lot of. Uh, just Be careful odd hires who you bring and-
3: in during the season.
0: I got nothing. Again, I'm
1: biting my tongue. We got a lot yeah. to get to. I'll bite my tongue until the offseason on some of these uh, these thoughts.
0: Let's start with Latavius Murray. Mike, you've been mm. on, listen, we've talked about Latavius Murray the last couple of weeks, and especially from a DFS perspective, another spoiler alert, he has been great the last couple of weeks. Well, he two had, weeks
2: ago he was, yeah. Last, week was, last mess week was a game script. He just got scripted out early. They got blown out and he barely played.
3: So. And so how do
0: you look at him going into this week against the Chiefs?
2: Uh, not as highly. Uh, again, 28 snaps last week. I think the largest concern there is Chase Edmonds. I was is just going to
3: say that Chase Edmonds, you wondered what he was going to do. They just <laughs> activated him off IR, but yep. he actually got more involved. They were running Mar- Marlon Mack as number two all week. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of question about whether Chase Edmonds would be active, first of all, and then how much he would really do because, he, you know, they, they, they hadn't seen him yet involved in the game. And he ended up with a better stat line than Marlon Mack mm-hmm. and took, you know, enough to cut into Latavius Murray.
2: Yeah, 28 snaps for Murray, 25 for Edmonds, 10 for Mack. Now, I think Murray maybe plays 10 more if the game is competitive. But still, I mean, Chase Edmonds is going to have a role here. They're still still trying to find a passing down. I was back. just going to say pass Edmonds. catcher. Yeah, e- exactly. So uh, I'm not uh, I'm not super pumped about Murray. I wouldn't want to start him this week. RB 30. We're all kind of in the same vicinity there here against Kansas City. By What's the way, game the script, probably upside. not going be good, right? be Yeah, bad. I mean, we saw it two weeks ago, but I, I know but that, that was week. the I mean, one could, exception. Right? Exactly. right? I'm with you. That was, there was his only one really exception
1: we had upside, and he hit that upside. Yeah. But it's like, what are the chances he hits it again? Very low. When you're looking at both of these chiefs running backs,
0: I still feel like we're in a spot where you've got to start both of them in part because Isaiah Pacheco continues to get volume 15 or more touches in each of the last seven games. But Jarek McKinnon getting a ton of passing game work still feels. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm sure like Mike's brain and probably Mike's mind would tell you like, it's like Pacheco may end up being the safer play between these two. Like, Me, the emotional person here, is saying, like, if you have Jerick McKinnon, you're freaking playing him this week. He's got a touchdown catch in four straight games. I know at some point it's not going to happen. That being said, like, with the passing game opportunities, the, the touchdowns he's been scoring, the way he's just looked for this Chiefs offense, like... I think he'd be crazy not to play Jarek McKinnon this weekend. Didn't he have the monster game against the Broncos a few weeks back as well? Well, you're laughing at me. What?
2: I'm laughing because you're just always like, on uh, the guy scoring a bunch of touchdowns, you're glass half full, I'm glass half empty. I you're like, I wanna, it's going to keep going forever. And I'm just like, no, he's going to yeah, regress
1: no, this. The clock is going to strike midnight. I'm just trying to, take your, like, I'm trying to put myself in the mind of somebody who's making the decision, who's sitting uh-huh, there like... Yeah. Okay, so who's not like combing through box scores and watching tape and like, you know, doing projections like you are? Who's like, wait, you're telling me to play the guy? Who hasn't been scoring over the guy that has been scoring? Sometimes the yeah. guy who's running back two over the last four weeks.
0: I right. should maybe yeah. consider yeah. sitting. you him. him, right? Wait, yeah.
3: What if the Chiefs it threw happens. a wrench into everything and brought Clyde Edwards-Laird back? Stop this it,
0: Stefania! Don't do that. <laughs> well, I was going to say, yeah, don't don't speak that into existence. Melvin Gordon well, elevated we,
1: from the practice
3: squad for knew, one revenge wow. opportunity. Look, he's getting close. Andy Reid has said uh-huh. now he was not activated last week, but he's out there. He could come back.
2: That was yeah. one of them uh, head coach tweet or uh, <laughs> quotes where you you could see right through it. It's just yeah. like, you know, they don't want to. Like, they he don't want he, he could come back and play four snaps anyway. Yeah. Like he, he could.
3: Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm I'm just hear, saying, keep your eye on the news. I, hear, could I
0: think you can start both of them, though. Both of these running backs. You, you can. can I, I think they're both flex
2: options. I have Pacheco one spot ahead. He has 15 or more touches and 82 plus yards in seven straight games. To your point field about his floor. It's been tremendous. And he mixes in targets here or there rb 18 since week 12 so he's just hanging in there he's just he i, I look i know the touchdowns have gone to mckinnon he's been fine more passing passing down where Michael hardman will be back here He could steal yes, some of that short i, range was, just stuff. Gonna, I yeah. was just
3: gonna say out since week nine mm-hmm. this is one who we know is coming back because yep. andy reed has been clear last week he was close so they wanted to give him an extra week and andy reed basically said to presume that he would be out there
0: mm-hmm. okay Let's move ahead. We're going to talk Dolphins you're at... Not,
3: you're not interested in Mikko Harvin. <laughs>
0: no, no, we're not really. sorry. I'm not interested <laughs> no, in Mikko Harvin, no. It's just no it but is me, good um, I to I the the it's game. good context to have for the game. I think it's good context for Jared McKinnon. Yes, yes, I'm 100% with you there. All right, yes. Dolphins at Patriots. Lineup blocks include Tyreek Hill... Jalen Waddle and Ramondre Stevenson. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle still line up locks in spite of the fact that we are not going to have Tua Viola yeah, under center. He, he's out.
3: definitely out. And we talked yesterday mm-hmm. about Teddy Bridgewater being the starter and that it's just all been confirmed.
0: Yeah. All right. With Teddy Bridgewater under center then, Mike Clay, how are you looking at these running backs? Not fondly.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's Jeff, the right word. Jeff Wilson, 40. Ring Mostert, 41. Are so I'm they very vexing? Low. Yeah. Are they what? Vexing? vexing? They are no, we, vexing. No, I, they're not vexing. I they're know. Just a no, they're just, uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not interested. I mean, we don't know. <laughs> first of all, we don't know which one's a 1A, honestly. Yeah. Which, which one's 1A, 1B, it changes yeah. by week. So that's hard to figure out in the first place. And also, super tough matchup. Again, I, you know, I feel like even during the Tom Brady era, we don't talk enough about how good their defenses have been. Like even the, the last couple of years, I'm looking at their defense on paper and I'm just like, Looks like it's average, personnel wise. And every time they allow like one point nine touchdowns per game or something, which is terrific. That's outstanding if you're under two per game. And it's every year with New England they do this. And and again, Bill
1: Belichick, right?
2: One hundred percent, absolutely. He just knows how to maximize the the personnel he has. Uh, and against running back specifically, second fewest fantasy points, four touchdowns. Running backs have scored four touchdowns Crazy. against him this season. That is fewest in the NFL. I don't want to mess with this backfield. Yeah.
1: I, I will say for the uh, receivers though, like it is worth noting. Uh, you're worth starting them anyways, but the Patriots extremely short-handed in cornerback right now, which mm-hmm. they've dealt with some injuries How many Joneses of late. Are out? Uh yeah. potentially two out of the three. Two out of the three on defense uh, is Marcus Jones, a cornerback who's been maybe of late one of their best defensive players and best offensive players you can look at that in Do two very all. different yeah. ways yes. like on the one hand like looks like a like a building block kind of player for yeah. the next 10 years on the other hand it's like your offense was really crappy and all of a sudden mm-hmm. a guy who plays like four snaps a game is one of your best players um the offense is really crappy that much we can say but yeah he's on he's in concussion protocol as well right now so three of their top five corner four cornerbacks are all out of practice right now. Yeah, so, Jalen uh, Mills, Mills and Jack out. Jones. Marcus and Marcus Jones. Yeah. So that leaves Jonathan Jones. One of the Joneses still <laughs> yeah. available. So Try we don't have keep to keep up with, with the, Joneses the Joneses that Jones. much. Yeah. 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 Hey, hey, Jones. hey, There we go.
2: Hey. That's, hey. New, hey. that's our new drafting strategy. Just keep up with Matt the Joneses. I mean, just get all the Joneses. All the Joneses. So if there's a Jones in the draft this year, put yeah. a couple bucks on the landing spot.
0: Yeah, there you go. Guys, I'm not going to start Jacoby Myers this week if I can help it. I have him outside my top 40 at the wide receiver position.
1: No Patriots player other than Ramondre Stevenson. Vincent and we still don't know, and I'm not even going to ask Stefania. So we yeah, still don't know yeah, when yeah, Damien Harris. Don't. That's what we know. We don't know. All right, let's move ahead. We'll talk Colts at Giants lineup
0: locks for Colts at Giants this include, easy, include yeah. Yeah. Saquon Barkley and Michael Pittman. Looks like a clean injury slate, Stefania. Yep,
3: so far. So
0: let me ask this question: Daniel Jones has been one of the guys you've been looking at as a streaming option over the last couple of weeks here, three, of the last four weeks. He yeah. has been. Inside the top 12 at quarterback, is he a streaming option again
1: this week? Maybe. I'm a little more nervous than Mike is. We're only a couple spots apart. I will say this. I know that the Colts' pass defense got shredded in the second half of the Vikings game, and Mm -hmm. that was hard to dislodge from your memory. It's also hard to quantify. That game was so weird. It was so weird. They were incredible in the first half of that game. Justin Jefferson had three catches at halftime, and everybody was like, oh my god, Justin Jefferson is going to get slowed down in the fantasy playoffs. Last week, this or this past Monday, they were excellent again. Obviously, just two rushing touchdowns allowed to Austin Eckler. So we'll keep an eye. Uh, I, I'm not quite as convinced it's a great matchup. But then with Daniel Jones, as Mike, as I'm sure I'm going to tell you, he obviously adds some real value with his legs, which gets him probably into the streaming territory.
2: Oh yeah, 109 carries, 617 yards, and five touchdowns on the ground. It's been awesome. That's awesome. A lot. That's, That's way a, more than I would have even guessed. I mean, 617. Rushing yards, top five in all three of those categories. Only 13 passing touchdowns, which has limit, uh, limited him from a full-on breakout. But, look, 17-plus fantasy points in five of his last seven. You mentioned the Colts. I mean, good against Justin Herbert, as everyone knows that Ed Herbert last week that did great against him. But Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, you know, again, you can put the asterisk on Kirk Cousins. But Hurts and Dak had good games against them as well. So I think Jones is enough that he's a streaming option, to answer your question. Yep. And, and, again, we all seem to agree – uh, might not be your best option, but if he is, you're, I think you're okay with it.
0: One of those situations where he might be a streaming option, but it's because of what he does with his legs, because we don't really have any of these uh, Giants wide receivers inside our top 40. I'm not taking yeah. a shot really on any of them if I can help it.
1: Yep. And by the way, I don't give a crap about coach of the year, all this stuff that we spend basically every day from week one on debating. Mm-hmm. Like, It's a nice thing when it actually gets handed out, but I don't give a crap whether Brian Dayball is the coach of the year this year mm-hmm. or not. There are some excellent and very deserving mm-hmm. candidates what he has done with daniel jones in this offense deserves endless praise whether mm-hmm. he wins the award doesn't doesn't does not bother me does not impact my feelings on it one way or the other the fact that we are talking about daniel jones playing this effectively and a game that could inch the Giants closer to the playoffs. This
0: deep in the season. Unreal.
1: Yeah. Just so yep. utterly impressed with, with the way that this team has played.
2: I'm with you. And it's you have injuries tight everywhere. End. Injuries, you have yeah. a day four, or excuse me, a day four, a a four day tight four. end. That's undrafted, guys. <laughs> you yeah. signed the day after the draft. A day, a day three tight end, Scrapeeps. but day four receivers across the board. Yes. I mean, all guys getting yeah. waived by their teams Hodgins, Ricky, uh, Richie James, tremendous. Darius Slane, they were trying to get rid of all offseason. Yeah. I mean, that's their core, and they're still scoring points, and they're still competitive. So I'm you, this is where, And this they is got a, rid
3: of Kadarius Tony in the season, and they lost <laughs>
2: Robinson, and Kenny yeah. Golliday isn't worked out. Uh, you know, Sterling
1: yeah. Shepard got hurt. Like, Sterling Shepard it. got hurt. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So, anyways, and and, and, and
2: coaching matters. I mean, this is yeah. one of them examples. Mm-hmm. Again, it's a huge difference.
1: I don't give a crap whether he wins the award or not. Don't waste your energy caring about whether he get him versus Nick Sirianni versus Andy. They're all awesome. Yeah. They're all incredible. If they, any of them win the award, bravo. Kyle Shanahan, put him in that mix as well. Sean McDermott, Zach Taylor, they're a bunch of guys worthy of a nomination. But mm-hmm. who cares? They're all doing an exceptional job. We get yeah. so focused in on who wins these awards and just lose sight of the fact that, um, like, in a league in which we've seen some really bad coaching of late, mm-hmm. let's just highlight some of the good stuff as good well, call. whether it wins awards or not. I want to ask Anyways, you really quickly— yeah. About that's
0: Field, yeah. all, know, it's it's all good, that's All good, Fields. Sometimes got
3: something to get off his chest. Sometimes yeah. you just let Field have We're his soapbox. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I love it.
0: Uh, I do want to ask though. We talked about Zach Moss obviously no Jonathan yeah. Taylor we saw him two weeks ago replacing Jonathan Taylor last week we talked him up oh, only, we learned something last
1: week yeah we, we did learn a yeah, lot. We did. Oh, only yeah, eight each. fantasy points but that's okay <laughs> though is that like if you're playing a Colts running back there's only one you can even consider it it's Zach and Moss. it's him there is absolutely zero value for Dion Jackson who played a total of eight snaps last week what's the upside with Zach Moss um, a, I think if you know he is sort of I, I don't know about jamal williams light but maybe oh, like jamal fair. williams okay. like yeah better opportunity this week because he is the go-to back and there isn't a deandre swift he's competing with but probably not gonna catch many passes if any but he could get you 65 yards and a touchdown wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me at all
2: yeah 35 snaps last week he combined 15 for the other two jackson and jordan wilkins clearly the lead back uh all complimentary from the coaching afterward too that they like what he's doing mm-hmm. so I don't expect to change. I think it'll be the same kind of thing. If you're in a tough spot, you need a flex. You could throw them in there. You don't feel great. I, I agree. Like I don't feel great about the upside. They're not scoring points. It's been a struggle. Nick Foles struggled last yeah. week. It's not an offense. Yeah.
0: I'm excited about yeah. investing a in running back in, but, but you Foles might get 15 touches. Yeah. Sure. A nice yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. What I do want to talk about, Michael Pittman winds up again on the wide receiver cornerback he list. Does. Want to shout that out. Check out ESPN Plus if you're not already doing that, Mike. You have a wide receiver cornerback. The Shadow Report is mm-hmm. on there. Field. You do field pass. That's also an E Plus. Also available
1: on E Plus. That's right. Yes.
0: We got a lot of E things Plus things going on here. So check that out. But Michael Pittman, positive mm-hmm. or negative matchup here this it's week a
2: positive matchup. Dory Jackson still out. Uh, at some point, he'll be activated. I think maybe we'll see if he comes back to season. But Fabian Moreau has just kind of slid right in as their shadow corner. Uh, Terry McLaurin twice, Devontae Smith and Justin Jefferson over the last four weeks. Obviously some tough assignments. It has not gone well for the New York Giants and Fabian Moreau. Uh, eight for 105 and a touchdown. Six for 70 for McLaurin. Five for 64 and a touchdown for Devontae Smith. And 12 for 133 and a touchdown for Justin Jefferson. The, wow. number, the number ones have crushed them. They've all had the fifth most fantasy points to receivers over the last eight weeks, fourth most to the perimeter, which is where Pittman mostly lines up. So should be a good week for Pittman. Definitely in a yep. really good spot. The only concern really, again, is do they score points and how does Nick Foles play? Can he get him the right. football? He, he The target share was fine last week. It was about a quarter of the targets, despite the fact that he didn't have a big game. But uh, I think it's a good spot here for Pittman. Yep.
0: Okay, let's move ahead. We'll talk Saints at Eagles next. Lineup blocks. A lot of them in this game include Alvin Kamara, Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, and Dallas Goddard. Let's go. Stefania, let's a couple of injuries, though, that we need to monitor here. Obviously, we have Jalen Hurts for the Eagles. Let's start with him.
3: Well, he didn't play last week yep. uh, because of this sternoclavicular sprain. We sort of talked about what the nature of the injury is. That it's, uh, it, it really depends on the severity, uh, the stability, And whether the medical staff feels comfortable with him going out there, not only to absorb the regular contact you would get, but is the chance of being driven into the ground, which is how this injury happened in the first place. So, you know, does he have the proper mechanics? Obviously, he's a runner. Uh, and, and I think that if he does play, there are conversations about making smart decisions. And, and you can't prevent all tackles, so you're not putting him out there if there's any worry about that. Sure. Uh, but you're also not looking for additional and unnecessary contact if you're him. The, uh, the word all along that chatter has been that he will push to play. Uh, Nick Sirianni has talked several times about Jalen Hurts being a freak in terms of how he heals. Like he heals faster than everyone. I admire the enthusiasm, Nick Sirianni, but biology is biology. And so depending on how, and what we don't know is how severe the actual sprain was. And so there has to be comfort that it's a stable situation. That's, that's the bottom line. And and that's not something that we're necessarily going to know. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him doing some stuff in practice, but um, at the end of the day, it'll be a safety decision, long-term outlook for him.
1: We'll uh, ask about in a couple more minutes. I'm sure his thoughts will also align with Stefania's mm-hmm. there. Yep. Alright, and what about Chris Olave, Stefania? Any updates on him?
3: Well, limited, listed as limited yep. for the practice report uh, yesterday. Missed last week because of the hamstring injury. Obviously, that hurt a lot of fantasy managers, but uh, let's see what he does the rest of the week. So, good okay. sign that he was out there for the first day.
0: We talked about him really quickly yesterday, but if there is no Jalen Hurts, Gardner yeah. Minshew filled in great last week. QB7, which is fantastic. You trusted him again here yep. this week. Yeah,
2: he's a borderline streaming option. Right in that conversation with guys like uh you know, like Daniel Jones, Jared Goff. It's fine. Like if you want to fire him up, that's fine. Yep. Through for a lot of yard. It is a tough matchup against. Tougher the matchup for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. But he has such a good supporting cast. He's a fine streamer.
0: All right, let's talk one more game here from the NFC South: mm-hmm. Panthers at Bucks. Lineup blocks include Leonard Fournette. Oh my gosh, he is getting so much volume. Still. Oh yeah, he is God, and Chris Godwin. Yeah. That's it. And that's that it. it. That's what really it. That's crazy. Let's talk mess. about these Panthers running backs. We watched these Panthers running backs just destroy the Detroit Lions run defense. Unreal. Shocker.
1: Unreal. Shocker. Unreal. Yeah.
0: I feel, I feel let down by the Detroit Lions run Can't defense. What I don't feel is <laughs> while that was a really great performance last week by these Panthers running backs, I don't expect them just to repeat it here this week.
2: No, zero combined targets last week, which is a, always a major red flag. That was their best game by far. Uh, they did both actually reach 15 fantasy points when these teams played uh, a uh, few, uh, few weeks ago okay. when the Bucks played. So that at least gives right. you... Some sort of potential, but I do think the Bucs will be better against the run than Detroit was because it was, it was pretty bad last week. It's still a three-man committee. Raheem Blackshear is going to play as well, so I'm very much worried about upside even after last week. I'm, I'm nervous am nervous. Yeah,
1: it. I feel the same way as Mike does. I have them both outside my top 30, but what a great mm-hmm. note this is. How about all of the players that have five games with at least 110 rushing yards this season? Derek Henry, he rules, right? Josh mm-hmm. Jacobs, he's been incredible this year. Nick mm-hmm. Chubb, legit. And Deontay Foreman. Let's go. Good for him. Just really cool to see. And we're a few years past this, obviously. But this was a guy who popped his Achilles earlier in his career. Mm -hmm. He bounced around the league. Like, this is sports, man. Guys that we don't expect to do anything who all of a sudden have made a real career for themselves. And by the way, he played behind Christian McCaffrey for the first five or six weeks of this season. So his opportunity came later than these other guys. And he has just been so, so, so good for the Panthers. Mm -hmm. When
0: we look at the uh, pass catchers here, Mike, D.J. Moore has had over 70 yards and, not or, and a touchdown in three of his last four games. Does he have a good matchup here this week?
2: Yeah, what's notable about those four games is it's Sam Darnold's <laughs> four Darnold starts, <laughs> right? Exactly. So he did we have a zero in there. Basically, yeah. when Sam
3: Darnold came back, like, maybe we're yeah. going to see D.J. Moore.
2: Yeah, he did have a zero in there, which, you know, wouldn't be... Darnold and, and this offense, if yeah. that didn't happen. But otherwise, it's been really good. So I feel decent about Moore if I'm at 30th. I think he'll draw the Carlton Davis shadow. Uh, he's been fine this season. Last, he's only shadowed once this season, has Davis. Last year, he only shadowed four times, though. Two of them happened to be against DJ Moore. So I think he'll be on him. Not super worried. He did a decent job last year. But the, way, the connection between Darnold and Moore tells me that we can be okay with Moore as a And it was here. a
1: slow start last week. Like He was at like zero for zero for the quarter and a half, half. And I was like, half. oh, my God. And then all of a sudden, mm. bam, five for 83 and a touchdown in the second half. Yes, sir. Hey, so I'll round out this, this game and just mention Mike Evans, who I have as wide receiver 30 on my board. And I under, and, and targets are a stat <laughs> here that we go. all – There we go. <laughs> not no, 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 I'm done with that part. Um, but like we, we we obviously use targets It's a very, very important indicator. And I think that obviously other sports, including the NBA – are way more advanced with some of their metrics than the NFL is. And I wonder if, like, we could almost divvy targets up into, like, quality targets versus, like, non-quality targets. Because I wonder if, like, you go back and watch Mike, tar- Mike Evans' targets over the last three games, what percentage of them are basically balls where it's, like, Brady's under duress and just throws him in the general vicinity of Mike (laughs) Evans. Or like Brady throws the ball, it's like three yards over Mike Evans' head because it's actually throwing the ball out of bounds. Or it's like a ball that lands like, you know, five yards in the dirt before it actually reaches Mike Evans. I wonder what percentage of those actually accounts for Mike Evans' targets. Because it feels like... A higher number than most receivers. Uh, Fields
2: coming back next year with quality targets. That's no. cool. that's yeah. it. He's gonna come up with his own. Section. Well, you Jeez. know me.
1: I'm as as, as the is the foremost numbers guy exactly. in this podcast. I'm sure it. I will. That's yeah. it. Anyways, it, I'm his wide it's receiver. It's true 30. though. Good because half the time starting. when
3: you're watching, you're like, well, that way They'll say intended for, you know, if you're my intended pass intended for Mike Evans. You're like, in what, in what? In what? In what sport? Mike Evans is like on not, this side. Like yeah, the Bucks are on, the de, on defense,
1: and like Mike Evans just happens to catch the ball, but
3: it's not anywhere thrown at him. Yeah.
0: That's tough. It's been really tough. I'm going to be interested to see how we rank Mike Evans going into next year, too, because well, next year who's quarterback, be- right? We'll yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll see how that works Ooh, out. Yeah. All right. Trask. Our good buddy, Adam Schefter, is going to join us here in a second, but first, from holiday gatherings and office parties to fireside conversations and football Thursdays, Saturdays, Sundays, or Mondays, wow. winter means more moments with the coolest people in your life. Make these moments even better with Miller Lite, the great-tasting light beer for people who love beer. A new year is a perfect time for friends, family, and a great-tasting light beer, which means it's Miller time. Did you take a sip and look around at your friends and think, yeah, this was the right call? Well, that should be no surprise given the dependable flavor of Miller Lite. You know all those dual threat QBs that we love so much? Well, Miller Lite is a dual threat. It's high in taste and low in calories. Since 1975, Miller Lite has been the beer, that you can, that the beer with taste you can depend on. No games, no gimmicks, just a great beer for people who like beer. The right balance between taste and lightness means you get to spend more time drinking with friends and less time thinking about what you're drinking. Miller Lite, great taste, 96 calories. Go to millilite.com slash FFF to find delivery options near you or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces.
1: Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Yes, please. Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, at an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. And time now for us to welcome for the last time this season, our great friend, Adam Schefter, the most plugged in man in all of football, a very well-traveled and proud father of late because, Shefty, I watched the Nickelodeon broadcast yeah. this past Christmas Sunday, and um, I hate to say it, Shefty, but you have been benched as the best TV personality in your own family. How's that feel?
4: Feel there's nothing that you could say to me that would make me any happier than that. So that <laughs> that is a great honor. That is a great pleasure. Now, back to what you previously said. You said this is the last one of the year. Meaning, like 2022, or the last one of the season. Like we're season. done. Yeah, this is it.
1: Well, I think so. I think we only have one show. We only have one show next week, and it's Thursday. So I'll have, to, I'll have to follow up with the bosses about uh, how we're going to dip because we have to do all uh, 16 game previews in one day. So maybe we will do a Schefter segment in there as well. If you want to join us, we always have I'm here time for you. I'm Shefter. here. I'm, not, I'm you're not
4: ready, ready. to. Do- to be rid of you guys just yet but I appreciate the kind words about Dylan and yes like I said to get back to that it would be my greatest honor uh to be the second most outstanding broadcaster in my family (laughs) believe Uh, me
1: Dylan Schefter Schefter's uh, daughter who is just an incredible incredible young lady was also the sideline reporter for the Nickelodeon game crushed it, and uh, crushes it frequently Thank on Nickelodeon. You. So great to see you, Shefty. We'll Thank flaunt you. you now as Dylan's dad going fo- forward. Great. Uh, want We have actually a handful of stories that are kind of interesting this week. Uh, the, the Raiders made a quarterback change, though, and we talked about it both from a fantasy and a real-life standpoint earlier in the show. Like, What do you
4: think was the impetus behind this decision? The Ravens, you said? The Raiders. 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 Well, okay, a few things here. Again, I think we've got a new general manager. We've got a new head coach. They come in. They assess the situation. I think they like Derek Carr, but again, you look at it, and the body of work didn't get it done this year. He leads the league in interceptions. Mm. He's got over $40 million in guaranteed money due if he gets hurt in one of the season's final two weeks. And I think that they've seen enough to know that he's not going to be their quarterback of the future. So what's the sense in even prolonging this and making this go on any further? So obviously they spoke with him yesterday. And Derek Carr decided to leave the team because he's going to be the number three quarterback. There's no use in playing him. There's no use in practicing him when you are exposing him to potentially that plus $40 million in guaranteed money. They don't want to risk that when they know that they're going in a new direction at quarterback. Essentially, they benched him and they made a statement that we're going to go get a new quarterback for 2023, whether that's through the draft, through free agency, through a trade, But that quarterback in 2023 is not going to be Derek Carr.
1: And there are a lot of people that have ties to the Las Vegas Raiders in one way or another who could – could become <laughs> available this offseason. Give us
4: the list, Field. Give us the list. Jimmy
1: Garoppolo may or may not have played with Josh McDaniels back in their New England days together. Yeah. Devontae Adams may or may not be very close to Aaron Rodgers, who the Packers might have yeah. different plans, but just something to keep in mind uh, this offseason. And uh, Tom Brady may or may not have played with Another Josh one? McDaniels in the past, who could be a free agent this offseason. So some names that certainly will be discussed uh, surrounding the Raiders quarterback situation in about a couple of months when, uh, if you don't already have them on, turn your Shefty notification on on Twitter. You'll have all the big stories. Uh, Other quarterback news, Shefty. We talked about this with Stefani a little while ago. What's your general sense on whether Jalen Hurts plays this Sunday for the Eagles?
4: I don't don't think so. That'd be my guess today. Now, let's see if he practices today. But the first practice of the week on Wednesday, a DMP. Yeah. And so, you know, I almost feel like they knew their plan all along. Mm -hmm. And Stefania knows the significance of the SC joint injury better than I do. Sure. But I think that when he suffered that injury, in my own mind, I'm thinking, they're probably thinking, let's see if we could win in Dallas with Gardner Minshew. Let's see if we could win at home against New Orleans with Gardner Minshew. And if we can't win either of those two games and we get Jalen Hurts, the rest that he needs, and through the actions of other teams and our own team, we still haven't clinched the number one seed, well, we could always bring Jalen Hurts back. Yeah for that last regular season game to try to lock up the number one. Nobody said that to me. It's just a plausible, logical theory that they don't have to stick their quarterback who's hurt out there any sooner than they need to. They don't have to expose him any sooner than they need to. Give him time to try to recuperate and recover from this injury while they hope that the business of clinching the one he takes care of itself, which it hasn't yet. Yeah. Now there's another week. And let's see if it does this week. And if it doesn't this week, well, then they have a decision next week to make with Jalen Hurts, to me.
1: Yeah, no, I think that that all sounds extremely logical and commonsensical. I also think that uh, this weekend could be extra motivating for the Eagles is if they win, they not only clinch the number one seed, but they push the draft pick that is owed to them from the Saints even closer to number one overall. So Philly should come out with its hair on fire playing at home uh
4: Lamar Jackson well, that, that, that would be one more reason to play Jalen Hurts actually now that yeah, you point yeah, that outfield it's an excellent like, point so yeah but maybe, I do think Jalen we know we know you're hurt we know you're really not 100 but but we really want this draft pick to be yeah, as, high as fifth possible.
1: overall pick yeah that could be pretty <laughs> sweet uh Lamar Jackson I feel like Shefty at this point it's I'm not asking for like a broken record answer I'm just you obviously have been all over this story like do you feel as though the uh the target has moved at all for Lamar Jackson yes. or is this okay And how so? Like, is this, like, could we be looking at a Sunday night without Lamar Jackson again? Because it seems like that's where we're headed.
4: Yes. Yeah. And (laughs) again, when he got hurt, uh, I think the team thought it would be a week to two injury. And he's missed, what is it, two games now or three games? I think it's three now.
2: Three. Okay.
4: Well, I do know this. I do know that they told other people that they expected him back Christmas Eve against Atlanta. Hmm. I do know that was the target date. And so not only was he not back then, but he wasn't back at practice yesterday. And it sounds like we're tracking for another week of Tyler Huntley against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's the way it sounds right now. So it just seems a little unusual right now that this has gone on the way it has. And look, that's a a big deal, PCL with Lamar Jackson. So you just wonder what's going on here. It, it it just feels like it just feels like there's more to this than just that. I don't know that. I'm just saying they thought he'd be back initially against Atlanta on Christmas Eve. And he's still not practicing.
1: I'm going to put my common sense hat on and also note that, of course, he's looking for a new contract. And uh, obviously, he has not yet received one. He could very well be headed for the franchise tag this offseason. But any sort of major injury would obviously impact any quarterback's contract negotiations. Well,
4: well, I I don't think he's spoken. And I'd like to hear him answer that before we pin that on him. But your thought is logical, right? Like, what's going on here? What's going on here? Yeah. Like, is that tied to this? I think it's it's fair to wonder about it. I don't have the answer to it, right? But I'd like to ask Lamar Jackson that. So, if the beat writers in the Baltimore area have access to Lamar Jackson in the locker room, if he's has he sp? I don't I don't recall nope, seeing talked. comments from him. Nope. Right? Hasn't
1: talked. Yeah, hasn't spoken. So, I, I I don't know when we'll hear from him next, which is fine. It's we want him to get healthy on on his own timeline. But by the way, absolutely. Uh, they have a massive game. Not that Saturday, uh, Sunday night's not big, but week 18 against the Bengals has AFC North division winning implications on the line. That game could be for all the marbles in the AFC North with a couple of things working out this week. So maybe, maybe Lamar is back for that yeah. one. Uh, this one, I think, I, maybe, maybe a little easier, Shefty. Uh, Tony Pollard... Uh, you know, back-to-back days of not practicing for the Cowboys who have a very, very, very minuscule shot at the NFC East but are probably headed for the top wild card in the NFC. Do you expect to see him tonight?
4: It doesn't sound like they have a lot of motivation to put him out there in the regular Tony Pollard-type role when they have the position that they do in the playoffs and they're playing a clearly undermanned Titans team that's not going to have Derrick Henry. Like, if they can't beat Tennessee on the road on a short week with Zeke Elliott... And Malik Davis and whoever else they trot out there and get their running back some needed rest when his thigh is not fully healthy for a stretch run that's going to be more important. That that again, we're leaning on common sense here today. Common yeah. sense with the Raiders and their quarterback situation and their quarterbacks of the future. Common sense with Lamar Jackson, common sense with Tony Pollard, right? This is not any great insights. This is not big J journalism here, Field. This is just looking at the situation and assessing it in a simple and logical way. And the logical way would tell you there's no need to play or really overwork Tony Pollard this evening.
1: Well, Chef we'll get you out on this one. Do you have any line decisions of your own this week?
4: Yeah, last week we won. And uh, Let's go. I've got one flex spot, one flex spot. Uh, we mm-hmm. could go Gabe Davis. Okay. We could go Jahan Dotson. We could go Gus Edwards. Um, that, that would be one decision. The other, that's interesting, uh, is the quarterback position. I roster Justin Fields and, and Justin Herbert. And I'm and, a and I, 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 little worried about both. Like, I don't know that Fields is fully healthy. I don't know what motivation the Bears have. I heard Matt Eberflus this week say that, you know, it's important to them. Okay, that's great. I, I, I like the scoring potential in that game. Justin Fields is not running as much. The shoulder has to be an issue. So I'm a little worried about that. And Justin Herbert has not played well for whatever reason. He's not thrown any touchdowns what three games. Yeah. And um, so I thought, well, I could go with one of those two, or I could just pick up Gardner Minshew or Brock Purdy.
1: You do have a lot of decisions right there. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, Stefania was talking exactly about what you discussed with Justin Fields and that shoulder and how it has impacted his rushing upside of late, especially this past Saturday when he barely ran against the Buffalo Bills. Um, I'm going to go around the room here. Like My thought would be Justin Fields Mm – and Gabe Davis were the first two names that came to mind for me. Any disagreement? Any uh, nope. other? Okay. I have a
0: I have a decision making tree that I usually do, Adam, and it goes: <laughs> Does your quarterback play the Detroit Lions? If the answer is yes, then you play them. That's the way that I do my fantasy well, quarterback. you
4: know what? Team. And Justin Fields has been has been my guy all year long. Like yeah. I've ridden him, and he's and he's produced. And so you you want to go with your guys. Like I'd hate to go pick up Gardner Minshew or Brock Purdy as much as I like and respect them. Play them and all of a sudden Justin Fields does what Justin Fields does. You're know, like, yeah. well, what am I doing? Why am yeah. I getting cute here? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You've, you've made Don't it this far.
1: You. Yeah, it seems <laughs> like we've got actually some consensus there, which yeah. may or may not be helpful, but we are on the Justin Fields Gabe okay. Davis. Okay, and, and, and the
4: flex there. spot? The flex spot?
1: Gabe Davis seems Gabe to be Davis. the pick all the way around, who obviously last week had the touchdown and looked more like the Gabe Davis we expected yeah. him to be coming into and the that season. That offense, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that yeah. offense and that matchup, it gives you some skin of the game on Monday night, too, which I always like. You know, you might only need Four points, but it's good to have just one player to get you those points. Well,
4: four I already points. have T Higgins in that game, so oh, now okay. I got two oh, right. receivers. Well then yeah. you
1: could yeah. be down by twenty and feel good yeah. about your opportunity <laughs> well, to still but, shifting.
4: But, but. But we start the week tonight with the Dallas defense, and I feel pretty good about them. That man. one you got to feel really uh, good about.
1: about. Yeah, we have a bet whether or not Malik Willis will have over 100, <laughs> 100 passing yards tonight, which he has not yet done as a starter this 100 season. 100
4: passing yards? No, 100 rushing yards he might have. Yeah, tonight. but 100 passing yards in three starts. He has,
1: That's amazing to me. <laughs> what's, not...
4: what's, what's his highest total in the I,
1: three? I think it's so 92. Far seriously what? that's like a Patrick over. Mahomes quarter
4: yeah we, have a, f- we
1: have a
0: full board over. bet Adam where if if Malik Willis hits over 100 yards field and I get to egg Mike's house tomorrow <laughs> and so we're really rooting for over 100 yes, no, I have over 100 bad,
1: you've under 100 we oh, have, under. I have 100 exactly oh that's You're right under. under 100 Daniel has exactly 100 I'm on I have under and Mike has <laughs> over so we'll see how it all shakes yeah. out but uh do we wish you the best of luck uh you don't need it but we wish you the very best of luck and we look forward to fantasy football now on Sunday not just your insight But the final long shot for Dylan's dad and I, you can see this. We're tied. We're We're tied, tied, right? Dylan's dad, the the graphic's been upgraded for Dylan's dad. You and I are tied, Shefty, so (laughs) 8-8. So the victor goes to spoils, so uh, I'm not sure. I, I will not be... Betting you the opportunity to egg your home. Um, we'll think of something different uh, for stakes for long shots. But uh, hopefully, hopefully we can wow, find a way to this tied. week. Eight, that's,
3: eight. That's, yeah. that's
4: impressive. Just
1: how the that's producers impressive. drew it up.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, a, that's how it should be, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, should you can
1: be. reveal your pick right now if you want. I haven't even
4: thought about it right now. You okay. know, yeah. I, usually okay. it's like Saturday night. I'm <laughs> like... Okay, Homework. I, Homework. I I I say to John Zupan, who who's under twenty percent here? What do we yep. got? Is this guy? Is this guy? Is this guy? Yep. And uh, we pick up our long shot. We go from there, and but I do a first choice, so yep. whoever I pick will be my choice, and that'll be it. Oh gosh, a lot of pressure <laughs> wow. on
1: me. Wow, uh, Shefty. Well, we appreciate you, and we'll talk to you again on Sunday. Looking forward to that already.
4: Happy New Year to everybody, and good luck to everybody in their fantasy football championships. Thank you. Happy uh, Happy Heck New you. Year to Dylan's dad, and uh, of
1: course to Dylan,
0: the entire family as yeah. well. All right. There you have it. There you have it. One last thing, so if we just want to mention it really quickly, we have a friend that has a birthday today. We do. Uh, a friend it's that no longer works Matthew with us. That's what Matthew Barry's Barry. birthday. So I just want to say so shout out to Matthew.
1: What do you call a 75? Silver
0: birthday? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one.
1: That's a good oh, one. Match a, the hair?
3: You know, Matthew, who thinks that nobody remembers his birthday because it comes in yeah. the week between uh-huh. Christmas and New Year's. Remember? I texted
1: him this morning. He didn't respond. <laughs> yeah, me too.
3: That's yeah. funny. Did he
1: respond? Me. Nope.
3: Well, wow! You know what? He's I send my text. I bet he's watching
0: all, this live. I'm sure yeah. he's yeah, watching he, it live right now, a, he and he's going to download it later. He's waiting
3: yeah. for us to Absolutely. say it oh, as I a spilled group. The water, sorry, so so for us yeah. to recognize. That's
0: so good. His Happy birthday, birthday, bud! Happy birthday, Matthew! All right, that's going to do it for us today. It is Thursday. Remember, we are rooting for Malik Willis under 100 oh, passing yes, yards. Yes, <laughs> all or exactly of us are rooting for that. All right, lock it in. We love you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Don't forget to love each other. Be kind to yourself. We'll see you tomorrow on Friday for our full preview of the rest of the Week Seven games. Good luck tonight. See ya.